1: 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan on a Sunday afternoon. It's the first time we broadcast, but of course you could be listening via podcast, um, streaming, repeat at 5am, on demand. Lots of ways to enjoy 3 CR and all the this show and all the great programs on the station. 3CR broadcasting from the lands of the Wurundjeri people and we pay respect to elders past and present and acknowledge our LGBTI Indigenous elders for their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around our land. There's lots of ways to get in touch with Out of the Pan. You can email out pan 855 at gmail.com. You can text 61401. 078981. You can look for me on Facebook, you can look for Out of the Pan on Facebook, and you can tweet at Sal Gold Said so. And that's the bottom line. Um, opened up today with Glenn Fry from the album Soul Search, in his third studio album, After the Eagles Broke Up, released in 1988. And what an appropriate track with which to start. True love, because I'm joined in the studio by Shell from Zoe Belgenda Centre to talk about um, next weekend's event, All the Lovers, put on by Zoe Belgenda Centre. Welcome to 3CR, Shell.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Um, you know, um, and um, I, I say with tongue wedged firmly in check, you had such a long way to come, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you live within staggering distance of the, the, the station, <laughs> <laughs> which is um, really cool, Um but what is all the lovers? Um, you know, what's that? What um, we can't we can't get enough love. Abundance is good. <laughs> yeah. But um, what's this particular event about?
2: Um, so this is an event for partners of trans and gender diverse people, um, but it's certainly open to um, couples or singles, um, and anyone can definitely come along. The the all the lovers event actually first took place in two thousand and eleven. Um, with ZBGC and Vicky Sonnet Mm -hmm. Um, and that was just a workshop, I guess, of the same nature um, for discussions around um, uh, just like uh, negotiating uh, sex with partners Mm -hmm. or intimacy or any kind of um, questions people had around that. They just wanted to create a safe space for the community
1: definitely, and that's it's something that's really important, and I think something we need to consider because um you know i said I feel we were discussing this just before the show that things are shifting very rapidly, yeah. but for a long time, trans people perhaps weren't able to find partners because we look at our definitions of sexual orientation, for example, male attracted to female equals heterosexual, and if you don't fit that exact male, well, you don't get anything at all, and on it goes. It is shifting, but um, what sort of things does that bring up for trans and gender-diverse people and their partners that maybe some trans people haven't had a lot of relationships and intimacy?
2: Yeah, that yeah, That could definitely. be something that
1: comes up. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. And I know I think from the last session, you know, we had a lot of people come as well that might have um, been thinking about transitioning or had just transitioned as well, and um, this was all new to them, so it was a good space. For them to to talk about things like that, or anything yeah. that would come up.
1: Yeah, it is um, good. I, I one of my highlights of my year thus far has been I went out to talk at one of the radical sex and consent weeks, and um, this one at Latrobe, and the event was called "Loving All Genders." And happily, the second question was, "Why do we need this?" Which <laughs> is a very welcome sign, but. Um, that at least people are saying well I, I see you as the person, and I you know'm not so fussed about what particular body you have or identity or what you were recorded as at birth, et cetera, mm. which is great, but it's still there's still sorts of issues that could come up you know um can you know, we just touched on one generational what other things might um you know p- um partners of trans and gender diverse people um need to consider that might come up
2: um I guess we, with, we um, kind of like brainstormed a couple of topics um, but we also kind of were aware that it would be whatever the group needed. So we, I think mm. Vicky wanted to go in and say what, what does everyone want to talk about? What does everyone yeah. think we need to discuss? Um, is it, you know, negotiating love and sex um, or, you know, anything else that might come up?
1: Yeah, look... Um, that, that, and that's the thing, you know. Um, there could be some. Um, I'm going to be lazy. TGD specific issues, but it could be anything. Yeah. And you know, to give a a woohoo for Vicky Sinot, who's of course a very experienced psychologist with a oh gosh, it's coming close at least now to 20 years of experience with trans and gender diverse people and partners. And I think also from memory, a winner of the Comfy Couch Award at the oh. Tranner Awards a few years ago for most trans-friendly health professional. Yeah. So I think <laughs> you know her knowledge and experience is um, of course going to be welcome in the in this setting. Um, in terms of process, and um, some things may be obvious. You know, the usual sort of um, confidentiality and respect sort of rules that apply to a lot of discussion groups. You know, um, you know that they'll be the same there. You know, yeah, things like don't name anyone outside, that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think the, the usual rules will apply. There's also, I mean, we also offer um, an invitation to couples to come, but there's absolutely no pressure to disclose anything yep. of of any personal nature that anyone doesn't feel comfortable doing. So we want to create a really safe space for everyone.
1: That's right, and, you know, not, you know, identify anyone outside or, Talk about their issues, um, yeah. or talk about them in a way that could be identified. Talk, you know, the old story. Talk about which body parts um, is it okay to touch, but don't say Mary Smith talked about which body parts to touch. So, yeah, um, really good. Um, and um, um, it's been put on, um, of course, by Zoe Bell Gender Centre. And you're saying you've just been involved in Zibigasa Z- Z- for <laughs> a few months. Um, um, how what you know what made you wanted to get in, involved with um. A wonderful group like Zoe Bell Gender Centre?
2: Uh, I guess I just wanted to kind of definitely um, get involved with the trans and gender diverse community. It's something that has always been of interest to me. I think um, studying, you know, psychology and social work and things like that has always been like a cause that I want to get on board. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's been great so far. It's been able to kind of help run these kinds of events and get different groups going.
1: Aha. Can I just digress on that for a minute? My ears prick up when I hear someone studying psychology who's (laughs) interested in trans issues.
2: Don't hold it against me.
1: (laughs) Hold it against you? Are you serious? Um, You know, I think, you know, probably every trans and gender diverse person in Australia would say one of the most pressing issues is the shortage of knowledgeable and sensitive health professionals for trans and gender diverse people, whether it's psychology, GP or whatever else. And so you know have you i've got to if i can ask and no obviously no it's not a hugely personal question but no um compulsion to answer do you have a desire to sort of work in practice and um work with a lot of um say trans and gender diverse people once you finish studying and all that sort of thing yeah
2: definitely Yay. that's definitely <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the road that i want to go down definitely so i thought it takes so long to become a psychologist. Like, I'm only in, I'll be finishing my degree at the end of the year, but then I've got four more years. So, I, I know I definitely want to work in this community. So, I was kind of like, well, I'll just do it now in some form before I actually oh. get qualified.
1: <laughs> well, look, this is exactly the way to do it work in a voluntary basis, get some specific skills. And, you know, um, if you're, I'm not, um, you know, Vicki Sinnott, of course, as I say, very experienced in this. There's a, do I suggest the word mentor? But yeah, uh, I
2: saw her at um, the Trans and Gender Diverse Youth Health God, Pathways in Geelong. And Geelong yeah. yeah, and I was just like, wow,
1: she's, she's amazing. Pretty, <laughs> she's pretty cool, a very warm yeah. style that I think is yeah. something the trans community needs, particularly when a lot of the uh, the dreaded gatekeeping approaches can be a bit cold and indifferent. Yeah, um, was that diplomatic enough? But anyway, <laughs> but. Um, Let's um, sort of go through what um, you know when where who what how as they say we've mentioned Vicki Sinnett's the facilitator very experienced but when what time and where um, to be at the all the lovers event
2: yeah so it is on the August the 9th at Co-health in Collingwood um, and it will it's at 1230 for a one o'clock start so yeah. I think we're hoping the session to go for about three hours. Um, with some time to hang back and discuss, there's 25 spots, and we have one spot available. Whoa! <laughs> um, so, but what we're hoping as well is to start up this kind of dialogue again. So, yeah. if as long as everything's a success this time, then um, I've spoken with Vicky about p- perhaps doing more sessions. So, yeah. Hopefully more people can come next time. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: more sessions or it could come in go into a sort of oh, a sort of I can't quite think of the word, a what well, we'll say a mentoring type of thing where other people are skilled up to do it because it does seem that this you know, the the time is now on this mm. particular specific issue of trans people and partners. Um, you know, I'm getting queries from um ART type of agencies on trans people wanting to have children and stuff. So mm. trans people are getting the relationships that we des- you know, deserve because I think I think we're awesome, but I'm biased. <laughs> and so anything that you know skills people up on consent and what happens in transition, you know how does that affect the partner? You know does you know is if someone. If a female falls in love with someone apparently male, male transitions, does the other, the cis female become, a, or the female partner become a lesbian? All this sort of stuff. Yeah. And I feel we do need more, um, you know, there's probably lots of information out there, but the more the merrier, the more people can connect, share experiences in a safe way. It's got to be good. And um, just to we, do we check, where are we, where's the event on?
2: Um so the event on is on at co health in Collingwood.
1: yep yeah see
2: three hundred sixty five hoddle street
1: yep yeah, um just near the freeway there there 's lots of transport you can get that last ticket for ten dollars yeah. or whatever you can afford <laughs> um if there are any queries pun intended in the meantime what um <laughs> Can people can people contact anyone?
2: Yeah, they can contact me um, at. I've got my email address on the Facebook page. It's just Michelle at GenderCenter That's
1: it. So Michelle M-E-N-N-I-E, The event on Facebook. All the lovers. A workshop for partners of trans and gender diverse. And as you said, all sorts of sexual orientations: monogamous, polygamous. Oh, sorry, polyamorous. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. No, I'm, I am not Curry Bernardi. <laughs> Where did that come from? I got my agamuses mixed up. But, um, yeah, obviously respect for all sorts of relationships um, because trans people do. um, And, you know, um, whether people are attracted to their own gender identity, another more than one, all that sort of stuff. Um, So I think I'm um, very excited, given that you need to start getting there at 12.30, just if people want to listen to Out of the Pan next week on the way in, um, we'll connect. Um, Yeah, definitely. Michelle, thanks for coming in. You're, and you've survived radio. This was your first time on. It's <laughs> not that scary. There's lots of microphones everywhere, but they don't bite or anything unless you want them to. No. <laughs> so thanks no, for it's coming fun. in. Keep up um, the good work at ZBGC. A very vital part of Melbourne's trans and gender diverse networks. And all the best for next Sunday.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
1: Michelle Many from Zoe Bell Gender Centre, um, talking about the All the Lovers event um, next Sunday. Virtually twenty a week away. Let's have some hard rocking stuff um, from um, the man. I'm going to tell you why we played him after we hear from, and I'll always love to do it, Barnsy. 3CR, 855am <laughs> digital, 3cr.org.au and On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
2: The Melbourne Street Medics need your help. On Saturday the 18th of July, when we took to the streets against Reclaim Australia, Victoria Police pepper sprayed the crowd. We treated more than 100 people, and we're asking you to donate to help restock our kits and train up new medics.
0: We believe in empowering people to fight for a better world. Please help us to care for those who stand up for our rights.
2: Please go to ozcrowd.com and search for Melbourne Street Medics, or go to the Melbourne Street Medics Facebook page for more information on how to donate. Like your music old and groovy, tough and bluesy? You can hear pre-war, Chicago, Jump, Down Home, Big Band, in fact, all types of blues on Melbourne's longest-running blues program, Blues with a Feeling, every Saturday night at 9.30pm on 3CR.
1: 3CR, 8.55am, digital3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. And um, yes, blues with a feeling. Um, Barnsley did some blues on the album Body Swerve, his first solo album after the, the end of the, call it the first era of Chisels, ended. And played Barnsley today because it was good to see Jimmy Barnes um, just say that he disassociated his music from the Reclaim Australia type of um, anti-Islam, um, anti-GLBTI types um, at the rallies a few weeks ago. Interesting that the Australian said he didn't support them, which is not true. He just said he didn't want his music played in that way. But, hey, Murdoch Media never let the facts get in the way of a good beat-up. Um, but, well played a track from Barnsley's first solo album, Body Swerve, of 1984. Gosh, there's so many tracks on this album I could have played. Promise me you'll call. Um, Well, do people communicate in our community? Do they call? Sometimes not. Uh, But also, sometimes do people have a vision beyond marriage, was track one. Um, Are they trying to cover up daylight with some of their spin? Um, No second prize? Well, no, all the issues in the LGBTI community are equal. Um, Well, I'm not into boys cry out for war. We'll give that one away. Are we at Paradise? Uh, Barnsley did some blues, blues with a feeling. A change is going to come, the old Sam Cooke song. Sometimes when you're a progressive queer, you've got to be thick-skinned. You can have taken out a piece of your heart, uh, my heart. And, yes, it can seem like there's a lot of fire and the world's on fire. What a good – I thought that was a pretty good solo album and then he sort of went a bit more commercial with working class man, et cetera. Um, there's my soapbox for the day. But Anya Barnes, he's seriously well done for just disassociating yourself from those rallies. I think that's really important, um, those sort of um, – sorry, not the rallies, the um, anti-Islamic extremists. And I think um, his, his, I think the fact that his partner is um, – also, not born in Australia. I'm not sure of the exact details, but I did read that. Um, I think you know. Well done to him for standing up um, and on principle. Um, yeah. All right. Um, some news in the paper today. Good to see the front page of the Age, and then a big continuation on page six with an article by Jill Stark that um, the um, the Saints are trying to hold a um, the first ever. Pride match in the, the AFL season proper next year, and there was one I think in this year's pre season competition and then it was all tested out. Wow, that could be pretty cool um, very important that um, the um, um, that um, we um, do um, sort of have um, diversity it's important in sports crazy Australia that sport does move to be a part of um, the you know society and embrace diversity and obviously that leads to a comment about the news story of the last week interesting that people say oh football's not a place for causes um, in relation to the Adam Goods scenario but gee you don't hear them saying that in relation to Maddie Rewalt um do you or other things or in terms of cricket and the Sydney test that's often dedicated to Jane McGrath and breast cancer so if it's an acceptable enough cause that's all right but if it 's not hmm touch cynical, touch cynical, yeah, and all I can say is just switching hats for a second, very proud that transgender Victoria and bisexual alliance Victoria signed a letter of support for Adam Goods this week, put out by antar um, so remember to keep tuning in to three c r for all um the truth about the issues facing our original inhabitants um Lots happening during the week. Um was on a couple of panels. Um, one, a lunchtime co- um, panel put on by Globe, the business networking organisation here in Victoria. And interesting that I find some more progressive thinking in the corporate sector than often in our own community. And um, I find that really weird that sometimes our own community, um, you know, can be so conservative. The other panel I was on, and I'm going to save talking about this in detail um, for a little for a little while until um, our next segment and our next guest, Lana Wolfe comes in, is um, one that was called "Are We Over the Rainbow" on Monday night, and the conservatism on that panel I found quite frightening and horrifying at times, and felt like I was the lone voice that was remotely progressive. And I think there is people out there who think I am conservative or something. So set um, lots to discuss, but in the meantime, let's um, switch from Barnsey. Who's taking a stand to um um someone who um, well uh has um um sorry um uh, who is um um definitely taking a stand that's jesse paradox who was on the show a few weeks ago. And here's a track called The Creators, Let's Create Something New. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and On Demand. You're listening to Out of the Pan with 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and On Demand. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender and the whole rainbow. And we just heard from Jesse Paradox, who was on the show a few weeks ago, The Creators. And Jesse, a Tran and Pan person um, from Portland, Oregon. Um, I'm a Tran and Pan person from here in Melbourne, Australia. Could we make the perfect couple? Um, well, we're talking to talk a bit about coupling and that sort of stuff because I'm joined in the studio. It's, a, it's an in and out, it's all happening in the out of the Pan studio today. I'm joined in the studio by Lana Wolf. Lana, well, welcome. To, well, it's not welcome to radio, you're a radio. Um, You're a microphone fetishist like me, um, (laughs) but welcome to Out of the Pan for the first time.
0: Thank you very much, Sally.
1: Now, you're here to talk about a very relevant event, um, which you can see on Facebook as um, Queers and Answers, Marriage Equality, Inclusion or Assimilation. Um, That's on at Hairs and Hyenas tomorrow night, Monday, as we go to air for the first time. Tell us all about it.
0: Well, Queers and Answers is a monthly event where... I get to ask questions that are about our queer community being more, uh, I suppose, reflective about the real issues that kind of support our community to continue to flourish. And yes, you're right, Monday is Quiz and Answers, Marriage Equality, Inclusion or Assimilation. Um, We have a panel of three. We have Louise O'Shea, Mm -hmm. who is from... Uh, Equal Love. Yep. We have Fury, a young um, transgender non-conforming person. Mm -hmm. And we have Jonathan Brown, who is in the age saying, I'm getting married and... The next day he bought a house, and I'm not sure if a dog was in that picture, but it feels like it should be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, of course, Fury, um, very well known around the spoken word scene of um, in Melbourne, including hares and hyenas, where this event's being held. Yep. But, um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, marriage equality, inclusion or assimilation. Yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, look. (laughs) Um, How long have we got? (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, as I look Look, and see, it's about 24 minutes left in the show.
0: (laughs) I don't think anybody disagrees. Anybody that's not a bigot put in that kind of little thing there that we should have legislative discrimination against good people. You know, that's just not part of the kind of people that who we are. However, I think that we really need to think more deeply about what marriage equality means for us. And as an LGBTI reporter who has, um, you know, the, the phone number of the Human Rights Watch LGBTI director um, who looks... Internationally, at these big issues, and I ask him, Has marriage equality changed the discrimination that we see on the ground 14 years after Canada um, got marriage equality? Has it changed the discrimination on the ground, you know, 14, 15 years after um, Amsterdam has got marriage equality? And he says to me, No, things are getting worse. Suicide rates are up. Bullying schools is up. You have to ask the question what's going on, and what does marriage equality actually mean for our community, particularly our most marginalised, particularly our most invisible? And so we're going to discuss those questions tomorrow night.
1: I'm almost tempted to say, with tongue wedged firmly in cheek and coming out one ear, Lana, can I marry you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't believe in marriage equality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because, oh gosh, that is so soothing. Um, because I I totally agree with you, and I, I'm I'm very conscious that I'm here to hold space as the interviewer for you as a guest. But I am very I feel very despondent, frightened, and horrified after the panel I was on on Monday night, mm. um, called "Are We Over the Rainbow Yet?" When ninety eight percent of the conversation was about marriage, and no one seemed to be able to articulate any vision beyond it. And what you've just said about the other countries that have had it for longer. I agree with, there's still, you know, I saw a film at Queer Film Festival a few years ago about a gay couple that lived in a sort of housing estate in Amsterdam facing homophobic vilification. Trans people are being murdered in Spain. Canada, from my reports there, the LGBTI movement just ground to a halt. Um, The only remote the glimmer the glimmer New Zealand and I still have doubts about this someone on the night they got marriage equality there jumped on a table and said don't forget the trans people but I think mm. that in a way could be seen as condescending the only place that's got it right is Argentina um they coordinated everyone at the at about 2007 said okay we will do marriage first but then we will keep going and they did a really good piece of trans legislation a year later Um, and this is, I think, part of the problem that marriage thinks it's the issue, the end of the rainbow. And that's, and you know, the other thing, the, I still have, have to take deep breaths when I think about that US Supreme Court decision. You'll be lonely if you don't get married. Vomit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Look, I think that, uh, look, I think that we need to understand that tomorrow night I won't be giving my opinion. I'm simply asking the questions, but, but if. You know, I was talking to Esper Bergman just the other day on the telephone and Kate Bornstein, I'm name-dropping right now, and um, other friends like Sonny Drake in Toronto Mm. and talking about – What it means to be outside of the box, Mm. you know, and when we think about, you you know, you just mentioned Argentina, you know, we've got Argentina, we've got Ireland. If you look at the countries that have brought marriage equality in legislation, the countries that actually have a high Catholic population, Mm. Um, there's a whole host of them. And so... I ask the question then, is it about creating a hierarchy of acceptability and a hierarchy of acceptable moral ways of being within the queer community? And then have to ask the question, well, do we have a culture? Does the queer community have a culture? And what does that culture look like? And what ways do we want that culture to flourish?
1: Mm. Really, really good question. And, you know, um, as you're um, header on this event on Facebook says tomorrow night. Um, does it um, being able um, does being able to marry create more inclusion for queer people, or does it just assimilate us? And I think, you know, I mean, I don't want to preempt the answers, but I, it's not so there much.
0: There are no answers. There are no <laughs> answers.
1: I think it's how the campaign is run, and I think the sort of assimilationist campaigning we've seen here and in America. This, I always say it. Hey, look, we're just like you, stage whisper. except we're homosexual. Don't tell anyone.
0: Yeah. Look, Mm. you know, I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm a queer woman of Mm colour. And colour, being a person of colour comes into everything that I think and do. Mm. It's part of who I am, and it's a part of the political framework that I use. Yeah. And one of the arguments has most certainly been that marriage is an institution which evolves. And yes, it is. And when we, some of the arguments that have been presented was 30 years ago, black and white people couldn't marry. Mm -hmm. Yes, they can marry now. And it's important for those people that do want to get married to be able to. We shouldn't have those legislative discriminations. But to make some inane argument that marriage equality will stop discrimination is like saying in America that black people aren't discriminated against anymore because they can marry white people in my mind.
1: Oh, look, you are so on the button and you bring up this idea of intersectionality, which I don't think a lot of the, I'm going to say the 1980s type of era of Rainbow have grasped yet. And I think you are so on the button. It's a, No one seems to be thinking about intersections but, um, in that era, seems to think about intersections between queer and feminism and people like you and Jack's Jackie Brown, for example, who I just think is amazing on this intersectionality stuff.
0: And I'm doing a Fringe Festival show with. I am that woman. Oh,
1: Cool. <laughs> All right, we're digressing. Um, interview, interviewer, uh, interviewed um, dicta- um, dictatorship. Um, tell us, I've got to, I've got to hear about this, um, please. Um, oh, there, really? Yeah. Oh,
0: so I'm a poet as well, um, yep. and we're doing a show called "I'm That Woman," where our poetry is about being that woman. Aha! That woman. I'm that woman, Sally.
1: Cool. All right. <laughs> well, Fringe Festival's about September-ish from memory. Yep. yep. I think, well, you've just booked yourself another spot on this show sometime <laughs> early September to promote that. But that's really good. Um, I'm not quite sure we could say you heard it first, but um, here. But that's exciting.
0: Yeah, no, it is. But yeah, yeah you're right. Back to yes. Back to the um, debate, and I actually had a bit of a goal today, and it was to see what words I can use and can't use. And so I'm going to attempt that right now. We're at a real snail's pace, goal one, Corey, um, about really supporting the the breakdown of discrimination in our community. When we think about legislative discrimination, mm. when we think about things that I really get angry about, mm. it's not about marriage. It's about trans people having to have gender surgery to be able to change their yeah. um, their gender on their birth certificate, yep. it's about people not being... Like, same-sex couples can't adopt in Victoria. We still have... Um, the majority of our states haven't expunged the gay sex laws. where are consenting adults mm. had sex with someone of the same gender and are now sex criminals because yep. of that. We still have um, the, the, the Homosexual Defence Act in... Queensland and in another state Mm. where you can be charged, you can murder someone and have those charges brought down because they were coming on to you.
1: Gay panic, yeah. Yeah,
0: gay panic defence acts. Um, We have a whole host of things which I think are really more detrimental and play more into the fact that we're discriminated against on really fundamental levels, which then plays into bullying, that then plays into our suicide rates. You know, LGBTI community has a 14% higher suicide rate than the general community, second only to Indigenous people, Mm. and our trans siblings are at the top of that. Like, that is an absolute travesty. What are we going to do about it?
1: Totally, and I'm going to be a little blunt here. You can't get married if you're dead, um, quite frankly, and that may be a bit shocking. But I am, you know, I really have. I'm so I'm with you. Um, Other things I want to add to that in terms of legal discrimination, the religious exemptions that see um, people bullied um, and with less protection, if not if any at all, at at religious schools.
0: Perfect example of why Ireland. Really doesn't matter that they have marriage equality when 75% of their health and social institutions are ah. owned by the church.
1: Yep. Yeah. Survey in England, actually, in the last two weeks that found 20% of health workers still think gays can be cured, um, that sort of thing. Um, also, from trans, intersex, and women's point of view, sport exemptions about so called unfair advantage. Um, good to see Dutay Chan, the Indian um, runner, um, get a victory over that in the last couple of weeks. And I just want to add to the social list the fact that bi people are still vilified in Pride March, that people automatically conflate polyamory, polygamy and bisexuality. I'm sure we could go on. And so Mm. if I can just be a little self-indulgent, I am feeling catharsisised hearing your voice (laughs) and what you're saying (laughs) because it's been an absolute bleep of a week. Um, So, um, yeah, it is really important that... um, you know, people, um, you know, start thinking about this and you've mm. um, got it underway for mm. um, tomorrow Yeah, um, as we go yeah. to air for the first time.
0: Yeah. Look, I'm going to say I do think that we need to address that. The way that our society is run, you know, I, I'm a femme girl. I did when I was young, really want to get married. I wanted to be a flower girl and it was the biggest ambition in my life and then I wanted to be a... um Uh, bridesmaid and that was the biggest ambition in my life and then I wanted to be a bride and then I found out then I realized well actually that's not going to happen and so you know I think that there is an argument Mm. that marriage is something that we should have but how important is it compared to all of these other things and you know what is the institution of marriage um, when we get to think about reflectively the diversity of our queer community ensuring that all of our community queer community and nurtured and loved the way they should be, regardless of who their partner is or how many partners they have or what they do behind closed doors. It's nobody else's business, you know.
1: Yep. Um, well, it's quite an unlikely source of queer philosophy, a country singer called Johnny Paycheck. Um, um, how can I keep my hand around my lover with Uncle Sam's hand in my pants? If you if you want to tax us, um, then recognise all of our relationships and not just marriage. And look, I, I do agree with you that I think if we're going to be inclusive, um, yes, recognise marriage, um, but also give other sorts of relationships the recognition they deserve and certainly not vilification. If I hear polyamory mentioned in the same sentence as some other words, full stop, begin new sentence, slippery slope, I'll probably break anti-violence principles (laughs) (laughs) because I'm just every time it comes up.
0: And you know what, that's actually one of the really good points that I see with the marriage equality campaign and the kind of bigotry people have about um, same gendered sexual relationships that oh it's a slippery slight slope to you know all sorts of things from bestiality to having multiple partners who cares if they have multiple partners like what is wrong with that there's actually enough luck enough love and space in the world. Yep. It's not something that we need to put into a little box and say we only have enough love for one person.
1: Yeah, and if we're sticking to basic rules of consent and communication, then of course bestiality is not going to happen because an animal can't give consent. So it's pretty bloody obvious. Um, but it's worrying that um, we seem to some, or some parts of the community seem to somehow um, not know how to ha- respond to that sort of rubbish and knock it on the head quite logically. Um, so, Yeah. I'm spilling that I'm going to be away for this now. <laughs> Can I Skype in from where I'm going to be tomorrow night in well, Hamilton? Well, it will
0: be podcast. Um, but what are you doing this afternoon? You know we have ple- queer political people in History's book club every...
1: I've got to get out to the West for <sighs> a training session tomorrow. I've got a big big drive. I'm <sighs> not, thankfully, I'm not driving. I'll fall asleep. Yeah. Um, and, hey, hey, Andrew, um, hit the coffee. but Because yeah. um, you
0: will hear this afternoon what Bear thinks about marriage equality inadvertently. He yeah. can't help himself. He goes on a little rave
1: cool well we need sometimes we need to rave sometimes we need to get um well dare i say and with tongue in cheek a little butch um so let's do it
0: oh i love a little butch uh
1: yes and so long as it's safe and consensual yes all right once again um for tomorrow night's event um which is called queers and answers marriage equality inclusion or assimilation what are the details who what when where how um um, in terms of where to go and where to buy, where to be and where to buy tickets, not where to go. That's not nice. But um, um, that you, you have go to, to be-
0: Hare and hyenas.
1: Yes, the queer capital of the universe, or at least the <laughs> southern hemisphere, or something. Sixty three Johnson Street, Fitzroy. Seven p.m. for seven fifteen start, finishing at eight forty five. Fifteen buckaroo Poo's for tickets. Ten dollars concession. Um, look for it on Facebook or there's a queer event. Uh, qeventsmelbourne.com. dot com. Lana. Um, come back at Fringe Festival and talk some more. Um, and us for everything you do. And um, also, you're over on Joy as well. Yeah. Um, and the more queer yeah. voices out there on all yeah. the airwaves, the better. And um, also, acknowledgements, I think, to our good buddies at Sin, who have some good queer programming as well. Yeah. Bent TV, I just say them more, the merrier. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. Lana Wolf on 3CR. Um, well, I couldn't agree. I didn't, couldn't have planned this better even if I tried, which I didn't. Um, this is from Ralph Knight's CD that he gave me of queer music from the 1930s. Um, gender music, let's all be fairies. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3CR.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Whoops, here we are. Whoops, here we are. You have just heard, let's all be fairies. Durante from Canzoniere Grecani Salentino. This is 3CR 855 on your IM dial. Please subscribe. The community is important, the spirit of community is the most important thing. So, subscribe. 3CR 855 AM digital 3CR.org.au um, and um yes we just heard from well i'm going to call it Ralph Knight from Steam Radio's Gender Songs of the 1920s collection let's all be fairies um yes let's be diverse as part of the queer community Yeah, um, just very quickly, yes, very um, sad and frustrated after that panel on Monday night, but there are rumours there could be a second um, fundraiser for the Australian Equality Party, which is sort of everything else that didn't get discussed, which means we might need about six hours. But um, anyway... We'll leave that one there. Very, very quickly, things what are coming up. Oh, yes. Um, if you're listening on the Sunday, you've got an hour to get, or to listen to the first version of the show, you've got an hour to get to QV and Santuro for the Melbourne Aces meeting at 2 o'clock. Um, and I think that pretty much does it for the rest of the week. Bent TV on the 7th. And Seahorse um, is in the eastern suburbs um, next Saturday the 8th. Um, All reports the 40th birthday event was a big glammy one. Um, And Chains for the Kingsters, um, that sort of gets us through to the end of the week. I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species talking animale as they do. Thanks again to Lana Wolf and Michelle Many for coming in, talking about their great events. Um, once again, um, marriage equality assimilation or in- inclusion or assimilation tomorrow night, Monday night, Hairs and hyenas, Sunday, all the lovers, um, 12.30 for one o'clock start at Co Health. Um, Thanks for being part of the community Take it out today, yes I do I'm going to be around the countryside this week um, In Hamilton and Horsham delivering some training So it seemed only appropriate given that that's west of Melbourne To play another Australian classic from the Dingoes This one from their very best of the Dingoes compilation in the 90s um, Originally from the 1974 classic eponymous album Way Out West I'm heading way out west but I'll be back in the big smoke next week. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan.